What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Monday Press Conference Recap, sponsored by the Ranch Harley-Davidson in College Station. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined by Travis Brown. Texas A&M, of course, coming off their 31-0 win over Sam Houston State last Saturday to kick off the 2022 season. Heard a lot about the Aggies' win over the Bearcats from A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher today. Here's what Jimbo had to say about the win. But, all right, uh, good to be with y'all. Looking at the film after we did it, again, very proud of our team, good win. Uh, anytime you get a shutout, that's hard. I mean, that's those are so rare and extreme. I mean, they're very hard to get. But the defense start there, they thought they did a really nice job. I thought uh, up front, our defensive line group kept good pressure on the quarterback, but also played the run very well, fit gaps. Our linebacks, our front seven did a really nice job and went in the first down battles, which kept you in uh, more second long, third long situations, which really helped get three and outs and being able to get stops. Uh, uh, I thought Diggs up front jumped out at me a little bit. I thought Rakes, you know, those guys played solidly or backers. Um, but the whole front up, up front, I thought, did really good. I thought in the secondary, you know, I thought Damani flashed, making plays, him 27 at times. The, uh, the corners made some plays on the ball, which is good. And sometimes there's overthrowing rounds you cover good, but there's also being able to play through the ball, got some tips, got their hands on balls, which is very encouraging and watching and, you know, showing the ball skills, showing timing, showing how to, how to play the technique and get your hands on balls and, and doing that. I thought they did a nice job. Uh, be able to create two turnovers. Got a tip pick down there by Jordan Gilbert, another young freshman, redshirt freshman. It was very good to see. We got a fumble later on. Uh, it was great. So we got two turnovers in that regard. Uh, really good situation as far as that goes. And then again, to get a shutout. And then when he, as we started even subbing in the game, still kept guys playing well, keeping leverage on the football, chasing the football. I thought we played really hard. Uh, getting, you know, gang tackled, you know, doing the things you have to do with pursuit angles and things like that for the most part. A couple of times the quarterbacks are very athletic. They got out of there and squirted, and squirted through the pocket, but, you know, we got him down, got in space, and I thought we tackled well in space. That was the other thing, too. It wasn't a lot of space, but we did tackle well once we got to space. That was good there. But we're inside Cal Field on a Monday afternoon. Happy Labor Day to y'all. We're still laboring here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just heard from A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher and some a and players, of course, on their weekly media availability as the Aggies coming off their win over Sam Houston State to open the 2022 season. Uh, Travis, you know, something we talked about after the game was just kind of maybe a lackluster performance uh, for the Aggies on offense in particular. Well, what'd you kind of make of what Jimbo and, and some of the others had to say about where the Aggies need to get going in the offensive side of the ball? I mean, it was funny because uh, I think my wife was gonna throw a shoe at me when after the game, when I was finishing up some of my writing at home, I use a transcription software. And I knew if I was gonna try to get a quote about the run game, all I had to search for was twists and stunts because he said it like 20 times and he was talking about how the twist and stunts that Sam Houston did disrupted the blocking schemes and uh, of the offense, and that closed the, the, the holes, didn't open up the holes for uh, Devon A-Chain to run through. And, and so I, I think there is something to uh, the fact that it's a young, younger group of offensive linemen. You have a center making his first uh, real start in a game, and Matthew Wyckoff, who's making a lot of the calls and, and things. Yeah, so some communication issues there. We'll, I'll be interested to see if some of those communication issues clear up and they open up some more holes moving forward. But don't get me wrong, Sam Houston State could be a team that, that wins a lot of games this year. But if you have hopes of making the playoff and beyond if you're Texas A&M, twists and stunts from Sam Houston State shouldn't be shutting down your run game that much. And so it'll be interesting to see moving to App State and then especially up against Miami, 
how much they're going to be able to work on some of those communication issues uh, between the, uh, the offensive linemen. I do think that it has been a welcome uh, sign for a lot of A&M fans that uh, the, the, the downfield passing game has opened up a little bit with the speed that they have at wide receiver. Funny uh, tangent to that is someone asked, uh, Olin Cannon asked Yul Keith Brown who his 4 by one team would be right. of A&M players. I think it's interesting that the first guy he named was Haynes King right. leading it off. Uh, he put Devon Achain at two, uh, then Evan Stewart, then himself as the anchor guy, but said, you know, maybe him and A-Chain could, could switch up that anchor role a little bit. But they do have speed. They do have a, a decently accurate passer, a little bit of a gunslinger at times in Haynes King. And it's, it has opened up that 20-plus yard passing game. If they can get that run game moving, it'll open that up even more. I think Jimbo said it well while he was in there that A&M's got a lot of talent on offense, but the lack of experience, it's, it's kind of – it's kind of making it a work in progress almost. So definitely curious to see where the Aggies go there. You know, an offensive note that we talked about today was uh, Demetrius Crownover. I mean, we saw him a lot at that tight end spot, got the start actually. And, you know, with Max Wright out, a guy we thought would probably be the Aggies starting tight end for that first game. You know, he's a guy that came in as a tight end and then now he's moved over to tackle, kind of working in a flex role, kind of like a like a strong tackle almost, mm -hmm. kind of an interesting spot there. So kind of interesting hearing Jimbo talk about him a little bit. It was, as we know, my, my focal point, the thing that's got me the most jazzed up this offseason was that tight end room and what they, uh, how many guys they brought in, how they're gonna get minutes for a lot of these guys. And, and it was a little bit interesting to me that they have all of these guys down there, but they actually converted a, a alignment over to tight end for the start of this game when they knew that Max wasn't going to be out. And I get it. When you look at some of the uh, uh, Jake Johnsons and the Theo Melano Olstroms, some of those guys, they are more of the prototypical, prototypical pass-catching tight ends, blocking. And that's something that even Tanner Sharp said uh, when we talked to him last week. Blocking is going to be that next level that they're going to probably need to step their game up. And, and Jimbo needs a blocking tight end. He's always had a blocking tight end uh, since he's been, been, been here. I get that. But might be a little bit of something saying that those – young tight ends aren't quite as there as maybe we thought they might have been coming into the season. Did see, get to see a decent amount of Donovan Green uh, in the game. That was the one right. freshman that we got to see. And it may be a guy that we kind of overlooked and a lot of the people overlooked when you looked at the Jake Johnsons and some of these other guys uh, in that list. So yeah, I, I, think that was, I think that was maybe a little bit more telling about where that room is as a whole than anything necessarily about Demetrius, even though he did come in as a tight end and they moved him over uh, to the offensive line, moved back over, knew a bunch of the blocking schemes already. It, it seemed like a decent fit, but curious to me. Speaking of injuries and tight ends, we got an update on a few A&M players. Uh, Jimbo Fisher saying uh, Max Wright's questionable. Uh, McKinley Jackson, Jalen Jones, they should be back to practice this week. And I think he said Andre White is day to day. Those mm -hmm. were the four correct that we heard and about. McKinley Jackson was out because of injury you know he's a guy that and again I know someone's going to correct me I didn't neither one of us I don't believe saw him down on the field in street clothes before the game uh, yes we did we, I did see you him. did see he him. was okay. wearing a brace on that I think okay. it was his right arm okay there you go so we did see it it was an injury uh, he was out there and they said that he should be back in practice as it was uh, Jalen Jones who will bring a little bit more of that veteran presence to that defensive secondary Bryce Foster one more guy uh, Jimbo didn't quite have a timetable on that you know he missed last week's game with an illness so 
just something to keep an eye on, especially as A&M's trying to get improvement on that offensive line. Uh, certainly a guy that could make a difference if he gets back. So a uh, lot of high praise for Appalachian State uh, mm -hmm. from Jimbo Fisher. You know, kind of, I mean, that's right up his alley. He's talking back, going back in the day, 1A ball. What what'd you kind of make of what Jimbo had to well, say Well, you know, them? a lot of good talk about being a historian in 1-2A one, uh, one, ball uh, with, with the, the Marshalls and the Furmans and the people who were in those uh, conferences back then. Uh, uh, he also, we asked him about, the 12-team playoff and what that'll right. do. And he kind of went into how he was uh, a historian. He loved the bowl games. He loved seeing who won the Sugar Bowl and the Orange Bowl and all those things every year. And he thinks that this expanded playoff will bring a little bit more uh, oomph back to some of those bowl games where you saw guys who were uh, uh, opting out of those games, deciding not to, to, to play and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting just to see uh, what happens there, uh, but it, Jimbo has always been a proponent of that expanded playoff and, and thinks that probably will bring, bring a little bit more excitement, keep guys in some of those games and do that, but also had a lot of praise for Appalachian State and what they've been able to do with their program, not only in the last little bit, not only going back to 2007 that uh, uh, went over Michigan, but, but going back into the 1-2A uh, eras where they were winning a lot of national championships back then with a lot of those teams around them. You know, kind of insightful. We got to hear from three new guys today that I don't think we've ever heard from. Isaiah Riggs, Yul Keith Brown, and Jarden Gilbert. Uh, kind of interesting hearing from those guys, pretty well spoken. Yul Keith, of course, kind of enlightening and funny in his own way. Jarden Gilbert, though, he's from Louisiana. Had to ask him about some good old did. Cajun food. Of course he did. Why not, right? I, I mean, uh, Eagle, beat, Eagle food beat reporter. So I got to agree with Jarden. Jarden, your take on gumbo and okra and gumbo is correct. Okra does not belong in gumbo. Is this like a beans and chili kind of thing? Kinda, yes. Okay. Okra does not belong in gumbo. I so. like fried okra, not a big I, regular okra I like okra fried guy. okra too, but I mean, it's just, it just gets slimy with the, the, the roux. It's, it's just not good, Travis. <laughs> all right, I think that's all the time yep. we got for today. So be sure to check the eagle.com for all of our coverage from today's press conference and leading up to AM's game against Appalachian State on Saturday afternoon. For Travis Brown and Alex Miller, we'll see you next time.